Let me tell you a little something about the chronic gals Just two best buds and their very best pals Talking about cannabis, that good, that tree So grab a joint and just spark with me Hey! Hi, we're the Chronic Gals. I'm Ashleen. And I'm Riley. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, yo. Yay, episode 18. Is it 18 or is it 19? I'm always either an episode behind or an episode ahead, and I don't know which one I am. It's episode 19. I think it... I just checked. yeah. If you count, <laughs> if you count, yeah. The the four twenty episode is eighteen. Yeah, you're right. 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 Okay. <laughs> episode <Yeah>. eight nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Yay! Thank you guys so much for being here. We are still here in quarantine. Still We're quarantine. All starting to climb the walls from being at home. Yep. And around all these people, if mm-hmm. you know, we're we're all with people. I don't know if you're yeah. with people out there. You might be quarantined alone. And if you are, I'm so glad you're listening to us because we are happy to fill the silences in your home. Exactly. That is so emo. <laughs> that is such an emo statement. But it's also not emo because, well, I mean, I guess it is emo because the silences, but it's like also like community, but I guess emo is like a community thing yeah. where like individual emo kids could come together with their emo friends and like feel right. the same. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's also just real. <laughs> oh, totally real. Totally <laughs> like real. I, I, I feel for the people who are out there by themselves. I know. Who I, can't see anybody. I know. Every time I think that I'm like, oh man, it would be so cool to quarantine by myself. I'm like, I don't think I actually, I think I could do it for like a day and then I would be needing friends or you would never, ever hear from me ever again. And I would just go complete hermit mode and I, you know, and I would just like fall off the edge of everyone's consciousness and just be floating by myself forever, which doesn't sound great. I think I could do it for a pretty long time, but there's just, there's always a needs to be an end to it. You know? Oh yeah. I would probably be doing the zoom hangouts a, a whole lot. Oh yeah. Instagram lives just to feel like I had some sort of connection to the outside world. Absolutely. But I mean, I technically the national stay at home is only until May 4th. So that's what in a week and a half or so. It's true, but yeah. I don't know. It's still going to be a weird reintegration. Yeah. You know, if it, like, everything opens back up, which I don't know. I'm iffy on whether that's what I want or not. I know. I don't think, like, just because we're past this, like, first peak or whatever doesn't mean that, like, we should all just run outside and, like, go back to the movies, you know? Yeah. Or, like... I don't know. I feel like if we all, if that all happens and everybody just runs out, which I don't think everybody's just going to like run out and go be, go crazy and like lick everybody, you know, <laughs> but like, I just feel like once everybody, once that like barrier is lifted, people are just going to go out and like stop socially distancing. And then it's just going to like peak up again. Like they think about it or they think that it's going to happen again in like September, October. So yeah. It'll be interesting for summer because summer, you know, is not flu season traditionally. It's like not the season people get sick. So it'll be interesting to see if that actually, if it will help the COVID, you know, dip down, the Rona dip down. 
Um, but yeah, I've heard also that it's just going to come back again in the fall for just like the flu season. Regular comes back. flu season. Yeah. But at least it'll give us, you know, X amount of time to restock PPE and to continue testing. And, you know, hopefully if you find at least solid treatments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just going to be a weird situation going out again. Like, I feel like we we went out today to run errands. Like, we had to go get coolant, and I had a Home Depot order that needed to be picked up, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But we were out, and, like, it's just – it's still just so weird. Mm Mm-hmm. And like every, mo- most people were wearing masks, but also a lot of people were not wearing masks. And yeah. that is, I think, the one thing that like gets me really anxious. I'm like, if everybody just puts masks on, I feel like we would be fine. Yeah. But yeah, for I sure. don't know. Ugh. It's just such a it, weird. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see, I think it's Georgia and maybe Texas that are talking about reopening, like, even sooner yeah. than May 4th, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, even though I don't even think either one of those states took it super seriously to begin with, so it's, no. you know, but just to see if they have a crazy spike yeah. or whatever, you know, the next couple weeks. It's yeah. all just a freaking crazy, like, yeah, novel unfolding day by day anyway. I know. So interesting. And then what was the headline today? Kim Jong-un died? Yeah. Kim Jong-il? Kim Jong- whatever. Sorry if I I don't know. Conflicting reports. Kim Kim Jong-un. Conflicting reports about that, though. The Chinese say who are North Korean allies said that he died. The Japanese said that he's still alive, but just gravely ill and like in a coma, I think. So it's like, what? we don't, we don't know. We don't know if he's alive or dead right now. At least the people. What? I mean, I'm sure. Do we know what he's ill from? What I read was that he went, he underwent a minor heart operation and then became ill from that. But you don't really know what is true coming out of North Korea, like, at all. Interesting. Wow. Like, I wonder if they, I wonder if North Koreans even know about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like, do they, is that even a thing in their world right now? I don't know. No? I would imagine. Like, well, they're just, like, I, saying people are getting sick from, like, a regular old illness, you know? Or maybe they're like, ooh, the people who are not, who are not loyal to the, the power yeah, those yeah. Are the people who are getting sick and they're using or, a propaganda scare tactic. Or they don't even have it because travel into their country is so limited and Ooh, yeah. like they might not even have COVID. Good point. Because mm-hmm. nobody goes to North Korea. Right. Interesting. Uh-huh. Hmm. Somebody Crazy. report back or will report back. I got to know more about this because that's fascinating. Yeah. That Japan reported that he's alive and ill or still like in a coma and China has reported that he's died. Well, what photo we saw a photo of him in a glass case. Yeah. There's photos on Twitter. Yeah. Laid back in a glass. Yeah. We saw a photo of him where he was like laid black, laid back in a black, in the, wow. (laughs) Laid back (laughs) in a glass case on, yeah, that was on Twitter. So interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. What, we are what's real. We really are in a fucking movie. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's so crazy. But also like really interesting 
to watch it all play out from do you afar. Think, <laughs> do you think people in the 40, like in World War II had these same thoughts? They were like, we're living in a fucking movie. You know, the entire world is on fire fighting Maybe. each other. You know, like the atomic bomb just exploded. We're in a fucking movie. Like pe- the people yeah. in Japan and Hiroshima, you know, Pro- they were yeah. like, I wonder if you think that when you're in well, any natural disaster, any major tragedy, like Hurricane Katrina, you could have been thinking that too. This is like... This well, I don't know show. if they think that it's like a movie because we are so primed from the movies that we watch and True. the media that we consume True. to expect all of these crazy disastery things to just be fictional like in the movies. So like our context of crazy like shit hitting the fan is just to like imagine it being a movie. Whereas I don't know if there were enough movies showing the crazy things that were happening in the world in the thirties to, for them to think it was like the movies, but they probably were like, what the fuck is going on? Because this is not what I thought this was going to be. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, Oh, man. Well, let's move on to something a little bit less dramatic, maybe, and um, talk about what we're smoking or something. That sounds like fun. Cool. Um, I have my little dab wand here. Cute. Three pairs of the dab wand and some Green Queen OG Terp Sugar. Love it. Nice. I'm going to puff on. Oh, I'm also going to eat this peanut butter cup. From Hanu, 10 milligram edible, Um, largely because my sugar addiction is rearing its ugly head and I just want something sweet. And we have limited sweets in the house. (laughs) I hear that. We were just talking about like, do we want to go to the store and get munchies? And then we looked at the time and then we were like, "Mm, maybe we'll just walk to the store later. And that will be our evening outing. Cool. But uh, we just got a new dab rig. It's the label says it's called an inline dab rig, but um, it kind of it kind of looks like the flux capacitor. Um, super interesting looking. Yeah. So I'm going to try and audibly describe this. Ver- 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 wow. Verbally. Verbally. <laughs> Um, describe this but it's like when you use it it's vertical and there's a tube on the bottom and a percolator on the bottom and then there's like a vertical tube that goes up to like the little mouthpiece and then when you're done with it you lay it like on its side and it lives horizontally and it's just it is kind of like kind of couch potato-y kind of couch potato-y but you're not when you aren't when you're using it it's not you're not laying back. Yeah. It's more of like a straw style um, mouthpiece. So we picked so that cool. up. Um, High End was having a glass sale. So nice. Pick that stuff up. And then we picked up a couple different dabs um, NYPD and Pineapple Express from Three Trees Farms, which is a Rogue River, Rogue Raven farm brand. Um, and then we also got pog wax from them as well. Ooh. And then 
lemon alien dog from uh, Green Forest Farm from okay. Tenasket, Washington. So cool. We I'm excited to try the pog. Yeah, that sounds that delicious. Really I'm yeah. assuming it's pog like the papaya orange guava juice. I think so. But I don't know what the strain... I, we can't really find what, like, strain information on the internet. Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw something on Leafly, and I just haven't given it the real yeah. research it needs. But For sure. Yeah. I'm excited okay. to try this stuff. Nice. Me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spark up my dab straw, so apologies if you hear a ton of torch sounds. I'm going to try to keep it away from the mic. Torch sounds. sounds. <laughs> Luckily with the dab straws, it's not like, you don't need to heat it up as long. Yeah. You know, just take yeah. a second. That's good. I'm going to ask yeah. my production assistant to help me light my dab for me. Hell yeah, production assistant. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and then we also partook in um, the MJ Arsenal 420 deals this week and bought a mini rig that I'm really excited about. Um, if you haven't checked out MJ Arsenal, you should check them out online, but their rigs are like a little bit taller than a standard Bic lighter. And they're like, they just fit in the palm of your hand. Um, and they're, they're so small and so cute. I love them. Um, my friend Dabby has, or our friend Dabby, Chronic Pal, Dabby Potlin, yeah. um, has one, and she picked it up at the Hemp Fest last, or I guess a couple years ago now, um, and that's where I fell in love with hers, and was like, fuck it, I'm just going to get myself a new dab rig, it's like 20% off, so picked up, I don't remember what it was called, but you'll see it on Instagram when I get it, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, so new glass for... <coughs> Me, happy 420. That's awesome. Happy 420. Did you have a good rest of your 420? I did. We had a cool conversation on Shady Pines Radio. Yeah, we did. Mo Green. Mo Green. Yeah, that was so fun. And I, it was just like so fun to connect with someone else in the industry and like, I don't know. She vibes with us and we vibe with her and I'm excited to talk to her again on our show. So yeah, she is awesome. And it's kind of fun being on the other end of the mic too. Exactly. Having her ask us questions and then getting to just talk about whatever we talked about, which was a wide variety of things really. Yeah, it was. I know we talked about a lot of different things. Yeah. And we recorded a podcast or we released a podcast on 420. Um, Our Avidas strain reviews. Oh my gosh, that Avidas was so good. So good. Um, sorry, I'm trying to dab. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't checked out Avidas, check it out because their stuff is really, really good. Yes, um, we got to try their flower and their a couple of their cartridges, and um, all of it was bomb. I was super impressed. And it was funny, we got a message from our friend from Avidas, Judd, after the show, and he was like, well, you could definitely tell that you that MK Ultra flower was hitting you guys hard as the episode progressed, <laughs> which was cool and so true. Definitely felt that, too. Definitely yeah. felt the MK hit and, like, relax us a little bit too much. Yeah. Not too much, but enough. 
yeah enough exactly which is the whole point of chronic gals though we, we like to try our stuff and have In conversations while we're while we're hanging out smoking so um yeah definitely check out avidas they are at the herbery new Amsterdam, high-end marketplace where else did we decide or find out that they were um, i can't remember we'll have to let you guys know but you did the main three yeah yeah i think yeah We'll we'll do some research and list it in the show notes today. Yeah, today. Yeah, or this when this episode releases. So, yeah, have no fear. That pog was delicious. Tell it me was about like, it. What did it taste like? Definitely citrusy. Really, I don't know. Just really smooth and sweet, like the pog juice, and it kind of like, like you know how that that juice kind of leaves like that like sugar fruit filts still slime on your mouth you know yeah <laughs> it's kind of gives me that too <laughs> just extra salivating yeah yeah nice yeah that was nice that's awesome what um what farmer's that from again um three, processor? three trees farm cool aka rogue raven flower oh great I've, yeah rogue raven's excellent mm-hmm. yeah I think I met one of the owners at um, Lobby Day when I was in oh, cool. Olympia. Yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, I think Tara was like, that person owns that farm and that person owns that farm. And, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Okay. Hi. Nice to meet you. So it wasn't <laughs> like real, but yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So, Yeah. <laughs> So last night, uh, Warren and I were smoking outside and having a really nice, like, in-depth conversation about life and stuff, and it made me think of this question I wanted to pose to you, Ashleen. I'm ready. How has cannabis opened your mind to, like, the world? How has it, has it, well, I guess, one, has it opened your mind, and two, in what ways? Wow, I feel like that's a very layered question because Always. Yes, yes, it's definitely opened my mind. Um, I mean, growing up, you just all you hear living in the mainstream is that weed is bad, it's another drug, it's a gateway drug, you know, blah blah blah. But um, I hung around with a bunch of stoners for like probably a couple years before I started smoking myself, and it was pretty obvious that it was not what people said it was growing up like um you know it was not scary it did not make you go crazy in fact it was the complete opposite and it chilled you out and just made everything fun and that was my experience too when I finally started smoking it was that it just made stuff fun and it was a great way to connect with people Mm -hmm. so yeah and then just on a bigger level I mean I feel like a lot of the drugs that I've done, a lot of the substances that I've taken into my body have helped to open my mind to what, like what our place in the world is just as like human beings to nature, you know, we're all part of this whole system. And so many, so many humans think that we're outside of the system, we're above it somehow. And that seems to be where a lot of our problems stem from. So I feel like cannabis has helped like spark I don't know. It just, it brought out the hippie in me, which I think is part of like my authentic nature is hippie, spiritual weirdo, you know? Totally. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? What was, how has it helped to open your mind? 
I feel like it's opened the filter to it that like I see the world through. Um, not yeah, like growing up, I don't know. Yeah, same. I mean, we grew up side by side, but like. It wasn't to me. I think probably in elementary school, I took that. I would we did the dare class or whatever, and like I'll never do drugs, you know. And then okay, sorry. Hold on. Side note: I just saw a headline that the one of the former presidents of Dare or CEOs or something was busted for a child porn ring. Okay, go on. <laughs> Mic drop. Damn. All right. Um, Just more irony in the world. Seriously. Yeah. Drugs are bad, but child porn is okay. It's okay, fine. Moving on. Fuck that. So, yeah, took the dare classes, vowed against drugs, you know, and then in health class, like sophomore, junior year, we had to make like a magazine cover or like a magazine about like bad substances or drugs or whatever. And I ended up choosing mushrooms because it's always been interesting. And like you read about mushroom trips and it just like, yeah, it sounds scary, but it also sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And that's where I kind of learned more about what psilocybin was and what it did to your body. And I read a lot of accounts and it was like, they're not running off of buildings. They're not doing anything harmful to anybody else. You know, they're just kind of yeah. like, they're just sitting there or being in a field, you know, and like mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. And I remember that the, I think the task for that specific assignment was like, make sure you, it had to be viewed in a way that it was negative. And like, mm-hmm. that was the hardest part for my, for me was like, I couldn't view, I didn't see this thing as negative. I saw it as like thought provoking and interesting, but it was never like a negative thing. So that was when I, and that's when it first was like, well, maybe, maybe it's not so bad, but yeah. And then like later in high school, hung out with stoners, they were cool and chill and like way more open to different things than my friends that weren't stoners or you know so Mm -hmm. they they were just they just allowed things to happen instead of being all up in arms it was just like you know they just like it just was there it was just there and it was fine so I don't know I feel like it's cannabis has opened my worldview a lot and like taken me places I never thought I would go and opened my like third eye up to all of the possibilities in the world instead of having it be so closed and like scared of everything I don't know I feel like I feel like cannabis is a gateway drug in that it leads you to opening your mind you know like opens the gateway to expansion and self-reflection and advancement and evolution yeah, it's it's like removing you from re- removing you from the program from the programming, mm-hmm. removing the programming from you. I'm not even sure how you would put that, but so that yeah. you can see outside of the programming, so you can see what's actually reality in front of your face instead of just taking things that people tell you at their word. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. Oh, if cannabis isn't <clears throat> excuse me, 
<clears throat> excuse me, if cannabis isn't as bad as people say, then what else, you know, what else could be out there that would, that I would be into, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And like, I don't know, I'll do, I like to have fun and I like to do and try a lot of different things, but I do have a hard line of like where mm-hmm. things that I will not try because I don't need to. And I feel like cannabis has given me the ref, like the reflection skills and like the quiet skills to be where I can like kind of quiet everything down, like my mind and stuff to know myself better. <laughs> and like put those boundaries up so it's not like ah, I'm just gonna go do everything you know yeah you know what it is it's like a lube for growing up it like instead of forcing yeah. you into a box it like helps I don't know I feel like thinking about it it's helping to lubricate the just the the growing up process so that it's not so you can kind of go where you you are meant to go instead of going into the cookie cutter spot that they quote unquote, they um, want you to go in. Totally. You know? Yeah. I would agree with that hundred percent. Well then, and, and then you have the people who say that like CBD specifically is an exit drug, you know, shout mm-hmm. out to at exit drug on Instagram. She yeah. um, works with East Fork cultivars who we learned about in live Vasquez's episode and um, she teaches CBD classes for free to bartenders in the community at large mm-hmm. so that people can learn about what CBD is and how it can help. And she, you know, to her, CBD is an exit drug. It's not a gate, you know, cannabis in general is not a gateway drug at all, but CBD is an exit drug exiting from opioids and, um, you know, pharmaceutical painkillers that are really mm-hmm. not... Uh, doing great things for your body that are not optimal for your body yeah heck yeah exit drug. love that yeah i know that. me too i had a thought while you were saying those wonderful things and now it flew away stoner thanks Pa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah cannabis is great and i feel like it just shows you shows you what's real you know mm-hmm. like i sometimes i feel like reality is so far or like what we are supposed to view as reality is so far from what's actually going on that like cannabis helps you kind of organize the bullshit from the not bullshit it helps mm-hmm. you like tap into your intuition and that's yeah. where you that's where you figure out what's bullshit and what's not mm-hmm. you know so yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a symbiosis with humans and the cannabis plant, and it's been a great ride so far. I'm I'm looking forward to you know staying strapped in. I know, me too. I love it. And spreading the gospel, like I really do believe in the things that cannabis has done for me, and that I've seen I've seen it do for other people. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I love when people are curious about it and they want to know more. You know, that's mm-hmm. part of the reason we're here is to keep, is to tell the stories and to connect people with the plant so that they exactly. can, you know, so they can take it for what they want from it. Take from it what they want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be a stoner. If you just want to eat an edible to help you sleep and that's the extent of your cannabis use. Great. Great. Amazing. Sweet. Yeah. And I do want to like 
We are not pushers. We are like there's there was a word that we are like lifter uppers you know like we're not trying we're not forcing anybody to do anything no, we are just not. like providing the information so you can make the best decision for yourself because it's your mm -hmm. life and you have to do what's best for you yeah for sure there really is this huge like there seems to be a big gap between people who are in the cannabis industry or not even the cannabis industry but the cannabis world people who smoke weed Mm -hmm. versus people who don't and there's like a giant gap in between those two groups exactly where there really doesn't need to be and and it's it's like this hardcore stoners on the left and then the not people who do not consume cannabis on the right but there's so many people in the middle that just that use cbd tincture or just use some type of different product that not very many people talk to or talk about because all you see is like the 10 gram dabs or the which i think are very wasteful by the way i'm I so know. not a fan I know, but like the higher the number, the better the weed people or like, I think it's just important for us to talk about like all the other aspects and even the, the, oh, what is the disorder where you don't need cannabinoids? Like you hyper, shoot. Hyperemesis? Yeah. Is that what that's called? Cannabinoid hyperemesis? Where you vomit, yeah, and smoke, yeah, yeah, hyperemesis. I think, yeah, because I think I would. I think it's important to talk about that too, because not all people who have that don't like. A lot of people don't want to throw up when they smoke. Like a lot of them want to be able to keep consuming cannabis, but like it sucks because they can't. Right. And they like that is a something that the cannabis world needs to actually talk about and take for serious. <clears throat> because it's like affecting every it affects a lot of people and mm -hmm. if there's so much shame behind it then like the correct information is not going to get out and then right. it's you're just like shaming a whole group of people that you were just friends with yeah totally you know totally. like i feel like people i mean I, that's pretty that was going to be a super general statement but like i don't know inclusive inclusivity I feel like is like something that's really important to me and just because like this person can't consume cannabis doesn't mean they don't appreciate it mm -hmm. for what it is yeah well it's interesting because like when in in drinking culture you kind of mm -hmm. rag on your buddies who don't drink right it's like uncomfortable it's kind of awkward to be the person in the group who isn't drinking you know mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's like that has just paralleled into weed culture where, oh, if you, you can't hang because you're, you're the guy who gets too stoned or starts puking. Exactly. You know, but it's just like, okay, let's bring them all back together because we are one community. Exactly. And we, we don't need to shame anybody. Like everybody is where they are and we don't need to fuck with people for that yeah exactly and if they don't want to consume cannabis and they don't want to consume cannabis and that's fine or if they want to consume a lot of cannabis then that's fine too or mm -hmm. you know like people just need to stay in their lane and keep their nose to themselves yeah just be you and don't be mad when other people are them exactly exactly oh my gosh sorry Ugh.
Oh, we got a dog again. We got a dog. Fat stacks money. He's making it in his entry. <laughs> wow. Sorry, he's getting tangled in the cord. He's so cute. So, <sighs> on that note, who are we including in the love today? <laughs> we are talking to an amazingly beautiful human being named Amaranta. She is magic. She's, She's so just a magic. walking magic. She's another woman that we met at the Siren PDX cannabis, Creativity and Cannabis panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's an artist, who a working artist who actually makes money with her art. So people, you can do it. You can be creative and make money. Hell yeah. She is inspired by um, the animal spirit. She draws, she paints a lot of animal, animals and um, sp- like, uh, spiritual geometric. No. Sacred geometry. Sacred geometry. Yeah. Um, in her art. And she's just an all around brilliant human. And we learned yeah. so many cool, crazy things in this interview. Yes. We talk about the Mayan calendar and like the truth behind that whole thing. Yeah. And we talk about the Virgin Mary oh, and yeah. her symbolism. Yeah. We talk about star charts and shamanism and so cool. Oh, so good. Should we just jump into it? I think we should. All right. Amaranta. Here's the session with Amaranta. Here we go. Hi, Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chronic Gals. I'm Ashleen. And I'm Riley. And we are here with, you're going to have to pronounce your name for us. Amaranta. 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 <laughs> I realized that I didn't ask before we started recording. That's all good. But you have such a beautiful it's, name with I so know. many vowels, and I'm just like. I love the A's. I'm going to respect you enough to let you pronounce your name <laughs> the correct you. way before I mess it up. I like to say <laughs> Amaranta Selena Colindres Stelanda Verde Colson the first. Oh, I love that. But if you want, you can call me Ama. Ama. <laughs> nice. I, I like it. That. I like that you're the first. Yeah. I hope. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like one other one in, yeah. in the history books of the somewhere. world. Yeah. No. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. For we sure. were um, excited to meet you after the Siren PDX. Uh, creativity and cannabis panel. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was a really cool talk with all of the the ladies up there, um, and you had such a cool, like unique perspective on how you use cannabis and how cannabis has been in your life. And we're like, we have to, we have to yeah. get her on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so honored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun panel discussion. I had a great time. Um, I was just stoked to be around really cool people and to meet folks like yourselves who are doing really interesting projects so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah thanks for having me oh <laughs> yeah absolutely um should we, yeah do we want to start so we have uh what did i say purple sour diesel yeah. from golden leaf 
Cool. And Amaranta brought us CBG joints. CBG. CBG. Yes. So has cool. George. Yes. This strain is Emerald Ease. Ooh. And um, they say that CBG is supposed to be, I guess, the Rolls Royce of the hemp family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, um, so this strain was cultivated at 21%, which is really rare for CBG. Wow. Yeah. Usually you can get one to five percent CBG in the plant, but this farm did outstanding. So um, really excited about this Emerald Ease. Yeah. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Shall we spark this? Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, there it is in front of my face. <laughs> cool. Well, while you're doing that, um, you, we were, like I said, we were at a creativity and cannabis panel. So tell us a little bit about how you use cannabis in your creative process. You're a painter, yes? Yes, I'm a painter. I brought art to share. So whenever cool. you guys want to take a gander, I'm happy to share. But um, yeah, I have been an artist my whole life. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I'll take a quick little puff of this Emerald <clears throat> Ease. Oh, yeah. Um, so nice. yeah, the CBG is nice because like I do work. I, you know, I, I am a business person. So if I need to have meetings or if I need to, you know, go and meet with my spiritual community and my elders, I don't want to be all like, you know, inebriated from really high THC, mm-hmm. but this will take the edge off definitely. Um, cause you know, life is stressful and this is awesome for anxiety. So. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. For bringing that. It's always nice to find other ways to get cannabis into your life without getting super stoned because there are mm-hmm. those times when you don't want to be blazed out of your mind, eyes completely red and you know, people are giving you that kind of look yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of zoned off. Yeah. So right. yeah, this is a nice, good connective yeah because I definitely enjoy uh, sobriety mm-hmm. like I think that's super juicy to have like that clearness and so I find that the CBG is kind of that balance where my body feels relaxed my emotions mm-hmm. are kind of you know in check and I have a lot of that clarity the mental clarity I love that yeah yeah super cool <laughs> um so back to your process Absolutely. Do you use a lot of CBG when you're painting, or do you like to go a little more psychoactive? I definitely use cannabis with THC when I am making art. Um, So, I mean, I can make art in a public setting. I can make art in a private setting at home. Um, I I live paint, or if you're mural painting, you know, you're out there Mm -hmm. outside, and sometimes people cruise by and, like, chat you up and stuff. Um, But for the most part, it's, like, making art for me is uh, kind of a meditative process. You're going to sit down, you're going to spend some time, and you're just going to trust the flow and see Mm -hmm. what happens. And I usually end up surprising myself and exceeding my own expectations. Cool. Because I do start out doubting myself and whatnot, um, like most people do. But uh, I guess that's performance anxiety. And then I end up surprising myself. But what helps kind of pass the time is, like, being high. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And that goes for not just art making, but cooking. Mm-hmm. Or if I have to fold the laundry. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So or, if or if I'm taking my husky. Shout out Shasta. Shasta Jones. Calindras. <laughs> I know you're out there listening to this podcast right now. Mama loves you. <laughs> My, uh, I have a husky Malamute with a blue eye and a brown eye. Oh, awesome. I love that. Yeah, and he's so, like, sensitive, and um, he sneezes when I smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, what are you doing? You're polluting my air. Right? That's so funny. Um, but, yeah, taking him out on a, a little nature hike and 
bringing a joint or, or whatever, like, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. It is. I know. It's funny you use that word. I think almost every person we've interviewed so far, which haven't been many, but it's been enough, have they've all said that just weed is great. Then that's why they love it. And I'm like, that. I need I, that, like, on a sticker I can put on the wall or something. T-shirt. Just, like, yeah, t-shirt, weed yeah. is great. Weed is great. Like, <laughs> it's so simple. It's literally that simple. I know. It is. I know. One of my favorite things to do is, like, rolling a joint and cooking. Because I feel like I get into that creative, meditative flow of just, like, chopping and getting everything ready and then, like, doing the thing on the stove or whatever. And I just, like, totally get into it. Yeah. And, like, hitting that joint, sending it down, then, like, hitting it again. (laughs) I don't know. I just... It's, like, just one of my favorite things, like, dance around the kitchen, just, like, making food with a joint, so... Absolutely. Yeah. And then your food tastes better after Uh, you're hot. It really does. So it just enhances everything. Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's some food you can't fix with weed, but hopefully if you smoked while you cooked it, you put your love in it, mm, and yeah. that makes food delicious. Exactly. Yeah. Indeed. No, that's exactly it. Last Christmas, I was alone on Christmas, which was fine, um, and actually, no, this was two Christmases ago, and we had the, the little mini snowpocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so the whole city shut down because we had a white Christmas, which was really <laughs> special. No, yeah. And so everyone really had to stay at home with their families. They're like, oh, (laughs) all right, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So Shasta and I hung out, and I made um, what I consider spiritual soup. Nice. So that's when you're um, really in a sacred space Mm -hmm. and very intentional, and you're blessing every ingredient that goes into the soup. I love that. Cool. And then you enjoy that soup. And it's better the next day. Yeah. And then you share it with someone that you love. And they're like, the soup's really good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> what kind of soup was it? Like, what was what was in the soup? Um, it's very simple. I think it was just a chicken soup. But oh, nice. um, I'm Salvadorian. And so caldo, we call it caldo de pollo, sopa de gallina. Um, mm. So gallina translates to rooster. <laughs> So we don't have roosters here, but we definitely have chickens galore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, just making, like, a lot of um, vegetables chopped up, like zucchini, onions, putting parsley, fresh cilantro, um, and sage. And so, you know people smudge their house with sage? Yeah. yeah. I love praying over my sage and putting that into food and just asking that to, like, purify the body or, wow. you know, internally. Yeah. That's- <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Kitchen witch. Kitchen witch, yeah. Oh, do we go out? That's, yeah. I prefer the word shaman. But Kitchen that's, shaman. It's, yeah. it's cultural, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, just sure. that, there's just a negative stigma that comes with, um, you know, women who do spiritual things, mm-hmm. and they yeah. want to kind of give it that negative connotation that it's For dark. Sure. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. to say that there isn't that, but I know where I stand, and I know... Uh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we keep it light, always light. Yeah, yeah, totally. I definitely hear you about the whole stigma thing. It's I remember being little and like being super interested in witchcraft just like as a concept and then, you know, when going to the library and checking out these books just to kind of look at things and then my mom was like, "No, no witchcraft. You know, we, that's not that's not something that we Catholics do. You can't do that." Ah, and then yeah. yeah, so then from yeah. there it just became even more taboo and yeah. now that I've gotten older, I've gone back into it just like researching the spirituality behind it and the power behind everything yeah and the connection to mother earth right as like the whole concept of it right instead of it being this like dark occult yeah like connotation it's more like just connecting back to mother earth 
Right, and that's mm-hmm. been shamed. Exactly. So the, um, you know, mass, you know, hate to bring the vibes down, but mass extermination of spiritual women mm-hmm. yeah. that took place in uh, a lot of European areas, a lot of indigenous areas, mm-hmm. um, that was very intentional because of control. And now we're in this era where, you know, those contracts are being broken and we've been liberated. And mm-hmm. now you see this upswelling of uh, women connecting to their divinity and their, yep. their spiritual abilities and the men giving this room. Mm-hmm. And that know, is amazing. And making a, yeah opportunities for us. To, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of blows my mind sometimes to look around and be like, okay, I'm interested in astrology. All of these people are interested in astrology. Like, how can this be? We didn't talk about it, yeah. you know, just too long ago. And now it's everywhere. Yeah. It's Pisces and Neptune. <laughs> right or, now, today. Yeah. Well, Neptune, like, moved into Pisces a couple months ago. And that's really when, like, this mm-hmm. spirituality in within our culture start like re kind of came up about yeah like very at the same time so i'm like evidence yeah clearly it's all connected yeah so yeah yeah it's so interesting it's just interesting to look into all of it and then when you experience the magic and be like see i told you (laughs) you know things connected and yeah it's funny you have a, a candle of the Virgin Mary done with really cool modern. Uh, oh, she's holding. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Wait a holy second. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Virgin Mary, it says the High High Girls Club, mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. holding a weed leaf in between her mm-hmm. hands yeah. that are in the prayer position. So right now you're blowing my mind because <laughs> literally this morning I was sharing the story about um, how I connected to the energy of the Virgin Mary last night. Um, yesterday, I got hired to do um, aura healing for a cannabis company's Christmas party. Whoa. Cool. Yeah, shout out to Meraki Farms. Oh, how fun. Cool. Yeah, women-owned. That's and awesome. I love better. that. Yeah. Are they in Oregon? They're in Oregon. Oregon. Nice. Yeah. And a very spiritual, two very spiritual ladies own that. So if you want to smoke some magical weed, Seriously. I recommend Meraki. Meraki. You have, have to, to search that, that out. out. Yeah. 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 Um, so I did a mural for them, and then they invited me to do uh, aura healing because they got word that I do that kind of work also. And it was really uh, outstanding to you know be of service in that way and help move other people's energy out of someone's space so that you're fill- filled with your own energy instead of other people's energy. Mm-hmm. Like some people are empathic, like, oh, I feel other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good and useful. However, if it sticks to you, you got to know how to get it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Totally. Yep, that sounds like my life, and I don't know how to do that very well. Right. So I might have to ask you some questions later. Right. (laughs) So I learned meditation, and that turned into learning energy work, and then that turned into me tapping into my shamanic path. I'm a certified shamanic a certified shamanic practitioner. The dogs agree. I know. I agree. So yeah, essentially, um, I was tricked into taking, well, not tricked, I voluntarily took a free meditation class in San Francisco. Yes, I'm from California. Sorry, Oregonian. <laughs> but I claim Oregon now. What's up? Hey, y'all. Yay. This is my home. 
Um, so yeah, I was in the city with a friend and we see this A-frame and it's like free meditation on Tuesday nights. And we're like, let's go to this class. Who doesn't have stress? Who doesn't need to learn how to meditate? And then, um, yeah, they just started introducing all these really interesting visualization tools mm. and uh, showing us how to kind of use our body to sense the edge of someone's aura, you know? And so I can teach you guys this and I can teach anybody this. Like I've taught kids this, I've taught adults this, and it's just like different ways of sweeping other people's energy out of your space and um, so making yourself <laughs> primary in your space, fortifying it, removing wax. They teach us that wax are just like when people send darts, like bad thoughts, mm-hmm. or there's drama and it's unresolved mm-hmm. energetically, and how to just like put that to rest. You know, it's super cool. That is awesome. Yeah, so that's what we did last night. But the Virgin Mary came up uh, because on my drive home, I saw the outline of this really random display of Christmas lights and it looked like it was kind of framing something I'm like it looks like the Virgin Mary's image belongs in this Mm -hmm. arc of Christmas Mm -hmm. lights and like why did they make this arc and not really frame anything inside of it and I just felt this strong connection to and I feel her feel her now to um, La Virgencita the Virgin Mary and then um, when I went to eat at a restaurant, I get there and like I open the door and she's like right there in front of me. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know? oh, wow. and, and now she's in front of me again yeah. with the candle and they say messages come in threes. It, there yeah. you go. Oh, how cool. I have the chills. I know. I feel it in my knees. Great. <laughs> yeah. So, and she has indigenous ties because there's, you know, an indigenous man who um, she appeared to. And he's like, how am I going to prove to everyone that you're real? And she's like, just go and tell them about me and um, here. And I think he had like an apron and she filled his apron up with roses, which was not anywhere to be found in this desert. Oh, wow. wow. And so he goes back to his community and he reveals the roses and they spill out on the ground and everyone's like, whoa. And when he opened his tapestry, his garment, there was that um, image of the Virgin Mary, which is this image here. And if you notice, it never changes. She's Mm -hmm. always in a specific position Mm -hmm. in a certain angle. If you change her positioning at all, it's not the same image. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a Mayan elder who... Um, you know how the mind calendar ended 2020? Mm-hmm. So Jose Federico Munoz, he's a person who's been mentoring me in my life. He's one of the keepers of a crystal skull, an ancient crystal wow. skull named Kamesemi, who is the crystal skull of manifestation. Wow. Cool. Made me cry the first time I held that thing. Like, yeah, just I bet. Overwhelmed uh, with emotion. Um, but he and a few other spiritual leaders from the Tibetan group, from the Hopi indigenous people, and then one more other um, culture that's escaping my mind right now. Um, but this group of um, spiritual elders, they came together and they created the next Mayan calendar. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. And so I have this uh, document that they print out and they've shared it and there's, um, you know, ways of discussing what it means and because essentially it's a timekeeping device. It's Mm -hmm. all about keeping time and there's predictions involved and whatnot. But um, the Virgin Mary, when he showed me this uh, document, it came with an image of the Virgin Mary showing that she's actually a star map. So they showed different constellations on the different positions of the image of the Virgin Mary. Um, They showed physics equations next to these constellations, Um, all of these sacred symbols. um, I mean, there's so much information in this document. And um, 
I guess I just went really weird really fast. No, it's <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm like, mind is so interesting. Oh, cool. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh my gosh. No, we we get really <laughs> yeah. into the woo. Oh, we, <laughs> we love get woo. deep into the woo. Oh my god, that's so cool. How interesting. So just in by star map, it's like the configuration with the hands in prayer, like that angle of her face, the whole. It's just yes. It's a, it's you. It's a map to the stars. It's a map of time and space wow wow this image of the virgin mary and so when it appeared to these native folks i'm getting the strongest goosebumps you know it's like hey here's your map you're gonna need this you may not need it now you may not understand what it is now but now it's been dissected and understood there's workshops jose federico munoz tata jose if anyone wants to you know learn about your mayan astrology and learn what your what your responsibilities are definitely looking that one up later like once you know what your responsibilities are you cannot turn your back from that it's Mm -hmm. a it's a responsibility so we're talking about the spiritual awakening now and um you can't go back no you know well i heard somewhere that the end of the the previous mayan calendar was didn't really coincide with the end of the world it was it was coinciding with the spiritual awakening with the next phase of yeah. like the next up leveling of humanity kind of a thing. Absolutely. And I'm I'm like so bought into that because I just you feel it everywhere. People are waking up and and talking yeah. about things more. Women are coming back into the focus. The divine feminine is coming back mm-hmm. into the focus. The intuition, like tapping back into your intuition. Yeah. Is coming back. I'm reading what is that book? Women, women who run with the wolves. Yeah. Women who run with the wolves. Ooh. Yeah, and it's all about like the wild woman archetype. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good, so good. If you yeah. haven't read it, highly recommend. Yeah, but it's all about. I'm, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank it's you. Tapping into just like that wild woman that society has made you cover up, mm-hmm. but it's like that glimmer of like not manic, but like that true essence of yourself that sometimes shows. In, like, that glimmer of a second, but you kind of have to, like, shove it back down. It's, like, that moment. And she goes through different um, myths myths and, and legends uh, mm-hmm. and... About wolves? Uh, not all of them are about wolves, but, but they're all some. about women. They're all about <laughs> yeah, women. the cycle yeah. of the woman and how... Uh-huh. The lessons that yeah. we used to learn through these myths that we have now lost because we yeah. have ignored yeah. that, that part, part of, of our ourselves. society so hard. Well, that's putting the blame on, on us. That is not our fault. This, no. has, this has been an intentional suppression yes. of women. Yes, and she talks about that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it has been an intentional suppression of women and our posi- like our positive things and how what we're supposed to show up in the world. Right. Right, and now yeah. the imbalance is so great, and we find ourselves in the situations that we are now, and it's time for the pendulum to swing back the other way and for us to find more balance and you know lead with both the divine feminine and masculine mm-hmm. instead of one or the other. Yes, the men actually need us. So as people are having their ascension, as people <clears throat> are waking up to their spiritual selves, like we're talking about kundalini creative energy, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and that actually comes from a woman. It is from us, you know, like we are the portals. Mm -hmm. And so if a man wants to level up, I hate to say it, but they need us, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's why they're going to, you know, start supporting the divine women in their lives. Mm -hmm. The men are waking up and it's Mm -hmm. so beautiful to watch it happen. Every man that I am close to, I'm just seeing them evolve and, you know, be more sincere and sensitive and um, 
less condescending. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful thing. Yay. So cool. <laughs> Yay, dualism. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, and, and that's that's the old calendar, the mm-hmm. duality. That's the old way. So there's some um, spiritual things that are kind of outdated, mm-hmm. some believe. And that's one of them, duality, um, that you need to experience and taste the dark in order to know what the light is. Mm-hmm. That's the old contract that got ripped up at 2012. Mm-hmm. Now we have this new um, kind of up for grabs experience that we want to claim for ourselves and what humanity has claimed they're saying is that we no longer want to play that game of duality that we're ready to just let go of the pain let go of the sorrow and the negative experiences and just revel in heavenly experiences and have heaven on earth all the time like how can it get any better than that totally Right. I love that. Yes. <laughs> that is I, so that, cool. Yeah, I love that. Well, and so many people are living their dreams now and being, you know, mm-hmm. receiving the abundance from doing it. It's no longer do you have to sit in in an office or you know earn a paycheck. However, you can you can do things that you love that make you smile that just light your heart up and mm-hmm. you the abundance just comes. You don't have to chase it like Absolutely. I feel like people did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. you're working with the universe mm-hmm. instead of like trying to assume mm-hmm. that you are supposed to do something you know that better. you're totally not supposed to be doing. Yeah, I love it. Co- co-creation. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh wow, so cool. Can I hear one of your? Uh, you, so you've got this three yes. uh, Tibetan singing bowls, yes. and I, they caught my eye when I entered the room. Yeah. We can definitely hear. So this is the biggest of the three. Ooh, it's coming. I hear it. There she is. So nice. I just got these for Christmas, so I've only just started playing around with them, and they're so lovely. Bless you. And then this is the medium-sized one. Sweet. So right? cool. Yeah. And then this is the smallest one, so that one I have the hardest or most trouble playing. Uh-huh. But cool. yeah. can I try? <laughs> Please, yeah. I mean I don't want? know that it'll even like respond to me, but I'm like, I just want to try. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. sound here. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Bless you. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you were able to make her go. 
<laughs> Very cool. Tangent, may I? Yeah, please. I noticed you have a green stone in your ring. Yes. What stone Two. is that? There's um, a peridot oh. and an emerald. An emerald. Mm. And did you remember the strain name that we just smoked? Emerald, emerald E. Emerald E. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. Emerald's my birthstone. Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's my fiance's birthstone as yeah. well. So it's uh, wow. my engagement ring. My birthstone is the peridot. So he wow. put both of the birthstones around a diamond. Goosebumps. I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't even smoked real weed. I know. <laughs> I know. Are we ready? Like, but yeah, how did you guys like that emerald? Ease? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really good. It really like calmed my body mm-hmm. nerves because I always get nervous before doing this. So it definitely calmed that. Yeah. But totally like cleared my brain up to have this open conversation. Yeah. It's been, yeah, no, it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. It's super smooth. It didn't, it wasn't harsh. It was excellent. Yeah, it was really, really tasty. Good. It was really good. Yeah. Cool. Thank yeah. you so much for bringing that. Yeah. My pleasure. It seems like <laughs> divinely appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> so thank you again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's smoke some, was this purple cider diesel? I cannot uh-huh. remember. I don't ever. <laughs> for the life of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. Purple sour diesel. This is um, a sun-grown strain from Washington, Benton County, mm. and the guy who grows it um, does everything organic. It's, like, basically in his backyard that's a little bit, you know, it's bigger than a backyard, but um, he lives on the property with his wife, and... Um, it's derived from this shape. So from this shape, you can make, like, dodecahedrons and all these other different platonic solids, and that is essentially the building blocks for, like, you know, minerals and plant matter and... Mm animals everything is made from those seven basic shapes and then you know that's the patterns of molecules essentially but it's also on the macro it's like the same pattern of you know stars and Mm -hmm. galaxies or whatever yeah wow cool so it's like the one and the all Mm -hmm. that we all relate to um so yeah nice and it always kind of like hits really interesting spots on the animals and I'm like oh yeah. that's rad so I just kind of like play yeah. with the shape placement and then um, think about composition and how much room I have and what's of importance oh that's so interesting that cool. it really is interesting like where it's hitting on the animal you're right like this one the, the macaw it's like perfectly the shape of the Mm-hmm. Like, all of the angles make sense. Mm-hmm. The yeah. structure of the bird and everything. Super cool. I know. Yay. Yeah, so... Um, this one I painted during a special time. Um, astrologically, this was the... It was called the Blue-Red Wolf Moon. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? It was yeah, like, it was like a... The blood blue wolf yeah. moon. Yeah, yeah, yes. I remember that. It was in December or something. It was giant, right? Yeah. It was big and red. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a really rare full moon, um, and it was the wolf moon. I believe it was the wolf moon. So I did a wolf because that's what was happening at that time. Oh, a little photo session. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, I did this uh, wolf at that moment because that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of feel like I get told what to paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, uh, right now, 
hedgehog wants to get painted. Like, he's pounding on my door. You have a little hedgehog right there. I do. So that's my third one this week. <laughs> yeah. The other one was a toothbrush holder in my roommate's bathroom that I oh, saw. Oh, cute. And I was like, hedgehog toothbrush holder. <laughs> and the first hedgehog was me choosing my dog a new little baby because he always cuddles with one. He had this monkey. Yeah. And the monkey just, like, didn't last. I had to, like take his monkey away at some point because it was just a hot mess <laughs> yep and so i felt bad because he really loved it so i got him a hedgehog oh nice. nice and yesterday i was like i need to really practice with hedgehog because or not or just go for it and just fucking dive in you know yeah, yeah. but the quills are going to be foreshortened and that's when like let's say you're holding you're pointing your finger at yourself or mm-hmm. whatever someone's pointing a finger at you to draw that it's really hard because of yeah. the perspective mm-hmm. so all of those quills are going to require some perspective but i did draw a kid with like porcupine hair he like had way too much gel and like <laughs> he had the blonde highlights and stuff yeah, nice. yeah so it's just about uh the negative space is what you focus on like the oh, gaps yeah. in between the chunks of uh-huh. and like that create shadow right oh interesting cool yeah my daughter has a lot of hedgehog toys really so, yeah so I always look up the spirit animal meanings, mm-hmm. and I just take that as guidance in my life. So um, I did look up the hedgehog spirit animal meaning, and it's about like, hey, be more vulnerable. Like, don't be so defensive. Come out of your shell, because like a hedgehog rolled up is like no one will mess mm-hmm. with that, you know. Yeah. And it's just like expose yourself a little bit because they're vulnerable in their tummy and stuff. Um, but they're very intelligent. They're very like, yeah, they're very wise. Like they uh, figure stuff out very oh, easily. Gosh. She's wise. Yeah, she figures stuff out. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> she can like watch something and then she knows how it works. Are you talking and about she, Mara? Mara, yeah. <laughs> sorry. She just like watches you do things and then she can do them. Yeah, it's ever since she was a baby. Yeah, she's only seventeen months. She's like not even. Yeah, she's not yet. even not a baby. Yeah. But. Does she keep good boundaries? <clears throat> she does okay. Yeah. Yeah, she does okay. She's very smart though. She loves to play music. That's awesome. Loves to sing like tangent on that, but she picks up on melodies and can sing songs already. How old is she again? Seventeen months. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. She can sing like I love I love you. She sings the whole thing. Oh yeah, she hums to herself all the time. So cute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the new ones are so amazing. They're like they get more and more awesome. Yeah. 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 We're in good hands. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what else do we have? (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, this is a print of that same wolf. And then this is a print of a lion that I sold recently. Shout out to Corner Street Construction. Nice. Uh, That family purchased a paint. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love how stern he is. Yeah. Thank you. So he resonated with this because his astrological sign is Leo. Mm -hmm. Nice. He's like, I'm a Leo. I'm like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I have these prints now, and I want you guys to each have one. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am a Leo. She is a Leo. No way. (laughs) I'm Mind a Leo blown. sun, Leo rising, so I'm double Leo. Wow. <laughs> and I'm reading that wolf book. Oh. 
I that's love it. That's magical. <laughs> that's crazy. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Bless you guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's oh. really cool. Oof. I know. I got full face tear. Full face chills. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kate. Awesome. Wow, love it. Honor. Oh, yeah, there's um, a trash can in the kitchen. It's automatic. The trash is on the right side. You just wave your hand over it. It's kind of full, kind of stinky. Don't mind it. (laughs) It's trash. Thank you. Wow. Little chicky chicks. They're so pretty. I've held a chicken and they're so sweet. I love cuddling them. Yeah. I have this. Like, I really. um, cute. I love feathers. So this is a guess that's one. awesome. Yeah, that's beautiful. Cool. So um, those feathers are from the bird in this painting, which is a scarlet macaw. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. So there's this designer in Southern California. I want to see if I can remember her name, um, her Instagram handle. Oh, Supernatch. I believe it's Supernatch, N A T C H. One word, Supernatch. And she makes these beautiful, beautiful. accessories for people to wear that have um, the naturally discarded feathers from her breeding pairs of macaws. Wow. wow. So these are from like lovebirds. Wow. Yeah. And she made this. Uh, you know, this little flower crown from all these feathers. That's so beautiful. Scarlet macaw. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, don't, do macaws mate for life? They mate for right? life, mm-hmm. yeah. So this to me is like symbolic of uh, the divine partner in one's mm-hmm. life. And um, yeah. I love nice. that. That's so cool. I love this. this there's so much thought and intention behind everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, like, I mean, I literally get told what to paint, so I'm just yeah. like, I have to make time for it. And like, oh, hedgehog now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Put that in my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hedgehog's tapping on your back. Paint me, yeah. paint me, paint me. Oh, that's oh, beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So um, I had all of these smaller canvases. And like this one's really long, unusually long. And then it had a kind of more normal ratio. But this long one, I was like, what are we gonna put on here? And then I went on a walk on the river and I found like the front half of a bird of prey feather. Like you oh, can tell cool. by the stem, it was like a very beefy mm-hmm. bird. Yeah. And so I, um, had this canvas and my intention was to sit at the river and make art and I wasn't sure what was gonna go on here but when I found the feather I felt like I was supposed to go that direction so I painted the bird that the feather belonged to which is a a bald eagle Um, so here um, I had spray painted the background and then I did my acrylic uh, designs with the little bands of color and then um these golden spheres have to do with um, like the sun, but also like source and creator. Mm-hmm. Um, because the bald eagle is representation of creator. So it's kind of that. And then this could be interpreted as a mountain, mm-hmm. kind of implied. And so yeah, I sat at the river with the background done and I did the eagle with a few colors very few colors a little brush and then um paint markers 
Wow. Oh, cool. cool. For the little details. Because it's so precise. It is super the precise. The details of the eagle. Well, the background is all kind of is pr- hazy, but then the sharpness of the eagle makes it really cool. Thank you. I know that it looks like he has, like, war paint. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) (laughs) A little battle bird. Yeah. On a mission. (laughs) On a mission. Yes. Always. Let's see. Then I have... Oh, this Mm. is a cool story. Oh, nice. (laughs) Woodpecker? Uh, It's a... No? A blue Blue jay? Yeah, a blue Blue jay. jay. Yeah, so this is a of the corvid family, very intelligent like the crows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very talkative. And um, this was the favorite bird of another teacher of mine from the Chumash territory in Santa Barbara. And so um, I didn't, I'd wanted to make a bird to kind of honor the moments of learning with this teacher. So. Uh, I was like, okay, blue jay. So that's what was coming up for me to make. Mm-hmm. But I decided to make it like when I was leaving Brooklyn, and I'm sitting there in the laundromat. It's it's the most awkward load of laundry because I'd broken <laughs> up with my boyfriend, uh, and I was gonna like move and go home. And it's that awkward load of laundry where you're at the laundromat with your now ex-boyfriend, and yeah. you're just yeah. waiting for those fucking clothes to be done. <laughs> So you can get the heck out of there and yeah. go back home, you know? Yeah. And I'm not talking to him at the laundromat, so I'm, like, in my book, in my sketchbook, with my ballpoint pen, just, like, <laughs> furiously sketching this blue jay, like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so funny. A little anxious energy in this one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so. looking at him and be like, don't fuck with me. I'm just trying to sit here and get my laundry. Yeah, don't seriously. Talk to me. I fucking dare you. (laughs) Wow. I didn't see that. Okay. Cool. There's that. That's so cool. And then I um, went over it later with watercolor. Um, So, yeah. There's that. Awesome. Ooh. Panther. Love that. This is another breakup painting. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, what is it? <laughs> I'll let you guys see. He, she looks so fierce. I know. It's a front-on angle of this panther, and you're just staring directly into her eyes, and she's like, "Wow, she's seriously piercing through you." Yeah. It's amazing. So this is weird. Can I go weird? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the person at the time, you know, was like, whatever, there. But, um, they had told me once a Native American story about a puma, a cougar, that got lost. It was a cub, and it got lost, and it ended up being raised by sheep. And so, this little cougar grows up, and it has moms a mom that's sheep and aunts that are sheep and this whole flock of sheep family and it thinks it's a sheep and its uncle shows up one day and he sees him eating grass and he's like nephew why are you eating grass and he's like what do you mean I'm eating (laughs) and then the uncle's like you're a cougar you don't eat grass and he's like I didn't know that what do I eat and he's like you eat sheep (laughs) 
Pam. And the uncle says, you're a cougar. You need to eat a sheep. Oh, no. And he, this is going to get intense. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and he tells him, you need to go eat this sheep. And he says, that's my mother. Oh, no. So in this story, the cougar goes and he takes the life of this sheep, but he does it in the most graceful, respectful, humane way. And he does it out of honor and understanding and his role in the world, but with respect and, you know, tells the sheep, like, I love you, you know, and just does it quickly without it being a big grotesque situation. It snaps the neck quickly mm-hmm. out of respect. Mm-hmm and to make the suffering not happen, mm-hmm. you know? They're so fast. Right, yeah. right. So in the blink of an eye, it's... It's over. It's yeah. on its way, mm-hmm. you know? It's over. And so that's, like, kind of this moment of when the cougar is about to take the life of the sheep. That's the look in, the, in this cougar here. So it's, like, you know, a quick ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Thank you. Um, there's a song lyric and kind of like graffiti style letters behind it in the blues. Mm-hmm. This is a print. It's a lithogra- lithograph. Um, so you can't really read it, but the name of the song is Irie. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like a significant song from that era. And it's like, what is Irie? Irie is like, it's all good, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Wow, that's so cool. And then this one. <gasps> Ooh, Leo. <Wow. laughs> that's so beautiful. Thank you. Did you have this one at the panel? I believe I did, yes. Yeah, I, I think I've seen this one before. It's so powerful. You can see the, is it the flower of life in the yes. in the background? Yes. Like all through it. All through it, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so um, I did that same pattern with the other one, but it only went to a certain place because it only was this big. Mm-hmm. And then it had all of this space behind it um, on the outer edges of the canvas that needed some kind of background. So um, I started adding Flower of Life branching off of that original shape. Awesome. And I love that you know that it was the flower. <laughs> <laughs> That's that divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, so so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, this one actually had a crazy story. Uh, I sold it on Mount Shasta in a, at the Eclipse Festival because I brought it with me. Because my paintings hold space, you know, they hold space. So we're there doing some, you know, sacred prayer work on the mountain for the Eclipse. And I brought this one with me. And then the lady that had me out there helping with the festival she like fell in love with it and she's like oh it reminds you of my dog and I was like oh that's interesting you know <laughs> um so anyway it ended up like getting returned to me for whatever reason and um 
it went to Montana. It got like it's been on a rough journey. That's why there's like chips of paint from its face missing. Oh, wow. Um, because it's just been like kind of you know moved around, lost track of, and this and that and this and that. Um, essentially like um, it made it back to me, and it's painted on wood. That's crazy that it made it back to you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I just noticed that the, um, yeah, 1111 is written on the back here. Oh, nice. And yeah, so it says a title. There's a little tag, Lionsgate. Because this oh. was painted during the Lionsgate portal mm. of 2015. Mm-hmm. So because that's what was happening in the sky, that inspired mm-hmm. the... I remember that. The I, yeah. And yeah, this one was about strength for sure. Um, I made it in Brooklyn. It's on a found piece of wood that we found on the street. Nice. And um, my friend at the time that I was staying with didn't have paints, so he only had paint markers because he was a tagger. And so um, he had a lot of different colors to use. So I had to make pools of ink from the paint markers, let them leak out and then use napkins to smear and blend the colors because he didn't have brushes. Oh, wow. wow. (laughs) That's creative. And that's why there's so much, like, paint marker detail. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, that's pretty much it art-wise. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you for bringing those. Those are so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Should we do our quick fire questions? Yeah. Do you have them? Yes. Awesome. Questions, really? Yes. So we'd like to kind of end the show, wrap up the conversation with a set of quick fire questions. So just whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. All right. Ready? Ready to begin with the gong? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. Do it, do it. (laughs) Yeah. Joint or bong? (laughs) Bong. Nice. We have a we have a like a tall bong. This is so not quick. <laughs> we have a tall bong named Teeter, that is very cute and one of my favorite smoking utensils. She's really dirty right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, she's not allowed to come out. She's too dirty. <laughs> dirty Teeter. <Yeah. laughs> okay, favorite strain. Emerald Ease. <laughs> so good. I agree. So good. Where did you smoke for the first time? in the backyard of Joshua Foster's house in Benicia, California. (laughs) My friend Christine from art class had been asking me to smoke with her forever. And I was like, no, Christine, I don't smoke weed. (laughs) And then finally, like a few months before my senior year, I was like, Christine, it is time. (laughs) And she's like, oh, yes, girl, it's about to be lit. So we went to Josh Foster's house who had it. Thanks, Josh. And then I was like, I don't think it's working. And then all of a sudden, I was sitting there with a bowl of Cheetos, and I couldn't stop eating the Cheetos. And I was like, something's happened. I can't put these down. That was my weed story. Amazing. Love it. Now I want Cheetos. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you CBD? 
I CBG like girl with yeah. that emerald ease. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't wait to get them. I know. This is so this is great. great. Um, favorite high activity? Hiking with my dog and it's warm out and I get to swim. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Um, what's your favorite thing about what you do? Can I get weird? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I enjoy being my radiant self, my authentic self, and watching other people do the same. So, I don't know, as like, but what I do with, like, my muggle stuff. Um, (laughs) yeah, I make cool art, and I think everyone needs beautiful art in their house that has thought and intention, and, like, I just hear, I love hearing people's, like, inspiration for getting art made, like, oh, I want you to paint this because of this reason, or, like, for example, the person who bought the Leo because of his astrology, that turned into, like, well, now I want a painting for every member of my house and their astrology, and I'm like, that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um... And then as far as the other stuff I do, I just love building bridges and, like, connecting different people um, for their various missions and just being of service as a bridge, bridge maker. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Great answer. Yay. Great answer. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, you can shamelessly plug yourself again. Where can we find you? On the internet. And in real life. <laughs> in real life, if anyone wants to paddleboard, holler at me. I love taking people out on little river adventures. Fun. Yeah, so I'm in John's Landing. Holler at your girl. <laughs> and on Instagram, I am at Curly Turtle, so it's C-U-R-L-I-E Turtle. And that's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> I have curly hair. And uh, my dad's nickname for me was Turtle growing up because oh. of the way I slept with the blanket like behind me and I would be all rolled up or whatever. That's yeah. how I slept. <laughs> really? Yeah. Turtle power. Turtle power. <laughs> yes. Um, and then um, on Facebook, I am Amaranta Kalindras. So A-M-A-R-A-N-T-A. C O L I N D R E S. Amaranta Colindras. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. We are Absolutely. honored and blessed. And yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for sharing space with space with us. Yeah, and this emerald ease. And this emerald ease. <laughs> emerald ease. One more time. Emerald, emerald ease. ease. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> Wow. What an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Amaranta, for hanging out with us and blowing our freaking minds. It's always nice to uh, chat with another woo sister. For real. This one, we really went there. We really did. And I loved it. I was into it the whole time. Me too. Uh, Goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember her leaving the house after that interview and it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Oh, and by the way, this one was recorded before all the whole stay-at-home order stuff happened. So that was... Yeah, pre-Rona. Pre-Rona. Pre-Rona history. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Such a great chat. 
So great. Follow her on all of her Instagrams. And Ashleen, where can we, where can we find us? We are on Instagram at chronic gals 420 and also Twitter. And I think that's it, right? Instagram that's and it. Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can visit our website at chronicgals.com. Uh, you can email us at chronicgals at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, um, like and subscribe and send it to all your, your buddies. And we can get our virtual smoke on. Hell yeah. Shout out to all of the essential cannabis industry workers who are doing the damn thing right now. Thank you guys for doing what you do. I just have to shout them out real quick. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We couldn't do this without you. Hell nah. Stay safe, everybody. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bong rips and pizza chips. 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 Bong rips and pizza chips.